They don't care about your 900 years of combined experience or your wall of books. They only want to know one thing. Once they've signed on the dotted line, are you going to take care of them? Welcome to the Judge Shaw way, where we believe providing an exceptional client experience is just as important as quality legal representation. From secret tips for creating unforgettable wow moments to proven customer service pointers, the Judge Shaw way is everything you need to go from being a good lawyer to owning a great brand. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Judge Shaw. I'm here with Alan Tittle, the Ohio personal injury law firm of Tittle and Perlmutter. Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So um, how are the wife and kids? Oh, they're great. Yeah. Great. I'm sure they miss me as I'm here at this conference, but uh, yeah, I missed their first karate practice. They both started karate. They're six and four, but those are the things you got to do sometimes. So from fishing and poker to Minecraft. Have you ever played this of Minecraft? Of course I have. Yes, I played Minecraft. You know, you just walk around, you like chop trees down with your hands. And I'm yeah. like, this is insane. But that's what I have to spend my time doing now. Yeah. I have a joke. How do Minecraft players avoid sunburn? I have no idea. Sunblock. There you go. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. That's good. You are a true Ohioan, right? Born and raised in Ohio, undergrad in Ohio, law school in Ohio, serving the community with your company in Ohio. What's so amazing about Ohio? That's right. I mean, look, I really sort of it's like my my spirit animal is Northeast Ohio. Yeah. And it's because hardworking, blue collar type people are where I came from. And that's who I sort of relate with best. And so that's who I am as a person. I couldn't see myself ever not being in Ohio. It's just who I am. It's who I am. You know, but you have so many who go to college in a state, a law school in another state, may have grown up, probably moved around a couple of times. I mean, you're not only your roots, you found that everything, the entire tree is stuck in Ohio. It must give you such great honor and pleasure to serve Buckeyes and really get help for these clients who live in your community. There's no doubt about it. You know, they always say you want to go to law school where you want to practice. And yeah. so, you know, when I went to Cleveland Marshall, there was only one reason why is because I wanted to practice in Cleveland and, you know, throughout Northeast Ohio. And so when I see sort of that whole idea come full circle, where I can then help the people that I grew up around, there's no better feeling. Yeah. You know, I sort of had a unique upbringing in terms of how I was raised and, you know, the whole idea, it takes a village. That's true. And so when I can give back to that village, it's, it's phenomenal. We have attorney pods and attorney teams at my firm. We actually refer to them as villages. So we run on this medieval theme because our mascot is an, a knight in shining armor. And, uh, and we'll have the wizards and the warriors and the dragons, but we'll call them villages. And the reason, and, and they have claims managers and support teams and attorneys, but it takes a village. Yeah, that's great. Tell me about your unique background. So you know, I was basically dropped at my great, great, aunt and uncle's doorstep when I was two weeks old. My ex, my biological parents, dad's an alcoholic. Uh, mom had all sorts of mental health issues. And so they took me in yeah. and they didn't have to. And so they raised me as one of their own. And then sort of there was this period of time where I'm going back and forth between the two. 
meaning my biological parents and them. And it was sort of crazy at times. Yeah. But I wouldn't change it for the world. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, and, and there it is in your DNA, some stepping up, right? Your great, great aunt stepping up. And that's what you've done for your community, right? Absolutely. And, and you yeah. give back. And you give back. Tell me about the charities that you're involved in. Yeah. So one thing we really believe in as a business and, and just personally is giving back to the community. So uh, across the street from our office building is a facility called May Dugan. And that really works with folks who have mental health problems within Cuyahoga County. Mm. So we work a lot with them. We just did a food drive with them. or my, I closed the entire office for the morning and we all went and volunteered at, at while they did their food bank. There's a clubhouse called Hanson House. It's a traumatic brain injury clubhouse. So folks in, in our practice that we see, they get these brain injuries, right? And, you know, they get hospitalized, they go to rehab, but at some point they get sent home and there's a big need for that aftercare. Mm. Like, what do you do yeah. once, once, you know, the acute care is over? Well, they're going to sit at home and they don't know how to sort of regain their life. And that's what Hanson House does. So those are two big charities that right now we're involved with. And we look forward to continuing our relationship with those two charities in the future. It's just great to pay it forward, give it back, a good feeling, but also good for, for our image, right? And for our reputation. Tell me about Tittle and Pulmoner. Yeah. So, you know, this is a law firm I started uh, 2015. Yeah. It started literally on my kitchen table. It was the worst time possible to probably start a law firm. I had six figures in student loan debt. Uh, my wife was pregnant with our first kid. We had, you know, just bought a house. Well, let's just add one more thing. <laughs> right, right. And so I will never let my wife live this down. But when I made the decision, she just said, well, how are we going to pay our bills? I said, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. And so now as each success grows, I, I keep jabbing her. Well, Molly, how am I going to pay our bills? Right. Like, I don't know how we're going to do this. But, you know, so 2015, kitchen, kitchen room table, then a sort of a solo office by myself uh, where I was sharing office space. Yeah. And now, you know, our main office, we own the building. We got four offices throughout Northeast Ohio. We're always looking to grow. We keep adding people. We could hire a bunch more people if we could find the right people right now. But as I'm sure everyone knows who's listening to this podcast, it's tough right now finding good people. That's our struggle. It's, it's not the growth. It's just finding the right people. Yeah. So the podcast focuses so much on client service. I found that that is delivered through a culture, right? And if you're not working on culture, every company will have one. It just may not be the one you want. But you're developing, both with Pullmutter, your, your culture of success, right? Yeah. And that's something we work really hard at our firm culture, both with our employees and sort of how they interact with, with our customers, our, our clients. Right. So, you know, we do things like every Friday right now we do a book club. And so it's, we read some sort of book that has to do with right now we're reading critical conversations. Yeah. Before that it was Cy Wakeman's book, No Ego. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about it. And we have those critical conversations about how we can improve as a firm and how that carries out. You always got to be thinking about culture. Right. And the other thing is, 
in terms of culture, you're absolutely right. It gets created if you don't focus on it. Right. And on top of that, if you're not focused on it, the things that you allow, you know, conduct repeated is conduct awarded. Yeah. That's how culture works. Have you heard of the Better Book Club? I have not. So check that out. We use that at our firm. It's a guy who, Ernie Moham, who wrote a book called Worth Doing Wrong. And it's about building company culture. Great book. Great guy. And the idea of the Better Book Club was to uh, be able to efficiently manage a book club within a company. And we use that. And so now what we're able to do is everybody can read their own books. And so we'll give points. Those points can be converted to dollars or Amazon gift cards or things of that nature. But we also have uh, culture teams. And so the person who will read the most books that month, right? Reading is empowerment, knowledge, that thing. And then I can put out a book that I think would help in what we do. And if you read that book, that's extra points and there's a little book report. And it's just a great way to have a book club within the office. Yeah. Check that out. I will. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I love that, right? So you can be in California and know that the that the Ohioans and Buckeyes that you represent are taken care of because your team knows the Alan Tittle way, right? They know how you would talk to the client. That's right. I mean, I mean look, is, is it perfect? No. We all have these same struggles. Yeah. And sometimes you can get down on yourself because you listen to all these great podcasts and all these great law firm owners. You're like, oh, they got it all figured out. Right. But they no. don't. No. The bottom line is each day you got to try to get a little better. Yeah. Each day you got to try to tweak something, improve something. And by doing that, you're going to create a culture of, of constant improvement. And when you do that, you know that the expectations that the lawyers have for the staff is you're going to go the extra mile for the client. You're going to make sure that if they have a question, you're not going to get snippy with them because right. you're having a bad day. Right. Because you know that we will come down on you. Yeah. And so it's important, and this is a little big brotherish, but it's important to listen to phone calls. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. A thousand percent, because how do you give, how do you help your team, right? It's not the babysitting part of it is I want to say, you know, that was really great how you said that, but have you thought about saying it this way? Yeah. And so what we do sometimes in our uh, Friday meetings is we'll break down phone calls. Great. We'll be like, I love that. Yeah. Here's the phone call. Let's break it down. And then, you know, it's not a, you suck sort of thing. It's. Number one, sometimes we show really good calls, right, obviously. Right, right. But if things sort of run or went not perfectly, you say, well, how could you have done that better? And let them coach themselves. Yeah. You know, it's just like you're a, a sports coach. You know, a football coach, you practice. Uh, you review game film. It's the same way with what we do. We just have to take the time to do it. I love that. You know, my, my team, I know, learned best on looking at the calls in which we didn't retain the lead, Right. Or on the claims management side, when we had a client contact call, and at the end of it, the client was very frustrated with whatever. They're still frustrated with how long it may be taking. Okay, we're not getting that message across. It's how, how we deliver that message in a different way. But I, I love also highlighting the great ones that we, you know, we signed up that great case, and that was a tough one. And we really had to work to build that leads trust right, to hire us or look at this client contact call where at the end of it, 
the client was like eager to go and give us a Google review right then and there. I love that. That's great stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, you have to invest in your employees. And so I spend a lot of money sending them out of state for trainings. I spend a lot of money and time thinking about how can I really invest in them and make make them the best employee possible. Now, some people will say, well, what if they leave? I think the better question is, what if they stay? Right. (laughs) Right. You got to take care of this. Right. And, And I would challenge the idea that they would leave with all of this amazing knowledge that you're giving them to go somewhere else, as opposed to thinking, look at the guy who invests in my development, right? I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly being challenged. Why would I go anywhere else? Right. I totally agree. So what is it about MedMal that that really just interests you? Yeah. So look, some people, and I'm in this camp, would say these are the most challenging cases. Yeah. There are. Why, sure. You know, why? In and the- scary. I know for me, you know, a lot of those cases... You know, even the best trial lawyers are like, wow, this could cost a lot of money. It could be a big mistake if I'm wrong about this. But you just, you're going in. Right. And I think it, what it comes down to is, number one, you know, I like a challenge, obviously. But when the deck is stacked against you and you still succeed, that's a little extra special. Yeah. And so that's what these mad mal cases are. And if something goes wrong, and medical malpractice occurs, a lot of these folks are catastrophically injured. Right. Or they're dead. Right. And so, you know, are we handling the stub-toe malpractice cases? No way. We're talking death, paralysis, brain injury, huge cases with life-altering effects. Yeah. And when you're able to recover money that helps care for them, you know, there's no better feeling. That's where the team needs to understand empathy more than ever, right? Or that emotional intelligence, as you said, you got to be aware you're coming in, you may have had a tough day, you dropped your kid off, they spilled all over the car, late for school, you know, now running into the arm. And then it's like game face though. There is somebody on that other side who lost their legs at no fault of their own. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, and I'm sure you hear it, say you got a brain injured client, yeah. right? And you'll hear a staff member say, well, you know, Bob keeps calling in. He's called three times this week We've and he's asked the same question. And so one thing we stress is put yourself in their shoes. Right. You know, they have a brain injury now. They can't work. They can't think. Uh, they might not remember what they did five minutes ago. Yeah. So if they're calling three times a week, that's okay. Right. So we're here for it. There's a great uh, video that I have my team watch from Renee Brown on empathy, and she talks about the difference between empathy and sympathy. And that's such a big deal, right? So, and that's the distinction that I struggled with, you know, years ago. And I still struggle with empathy because sometimes I'm just like a charging rhino, right? Right. You know, I want to charge ahead. But you have to stop and just listen. And so even with dealing with employees, right? Like, Say they didn't do something that's up to par, right? And you want to jump to, you didn't follow the system. You didn't follow this. But you have to have a little empathy sometimes. Sure. And ask yourself, uh, why? And, you know, and try to figure out the root cause of really what's going on instead of just jumping to, oh, they don't know what they're doing. No one comes to work thinking, oh, I'm going to 
do a really bad job today. Right. Right. And so, you know, right. it's sort of like, well, right. all right, let's peel the. Right. Peel the, Something you know. went sideways. Let's just talk about that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, there's um, another book uh, or, or an idea, the fish philosophy. It comes out of uh, Seattle, right at the uh, fish market. And these guys are, you know, fishing all night and they're coming in and they smell like fish and they, they're a mess. And yet they're joyous and they're happy and they're tossing fish. And somebody said to him, I don't get it. You're in the fish market. You smell like fish. You've been working all night. And here you are, like, what am I missing? And the whole concept was, it can be bad. We can make it, like, okay, we can think we smell like fish and we can think about how tired we are and, you know, we've been working and this is not, this sucks, right? Or we could go, let's make the best of it. Let's make this fun. Let's enjoy what we do and find passion and purpose in it. And now, you know, around the world, people go to Seattle, go to the marketplace there to see Pike's Fish Market and watch these guys toss fish around. Attitude. I know. I think I follow them on TikTok. Uh, I mean, it's great. Right. And it's all about mindset. Yes. And, And look, we all struggle with mindset. Yeah. Look, when I'm getting ready for a trial... And I'm there on a, at the office on a Sunday afternoon. I'm not spending time with my family. Right. You can sort of, it gets to you. Right. But you got to snap out of it. Yeah. And you have to think about, instead of, boy, this sucks, aren't I lucky? Right. And so right. That, that just little bit of change of mindset can, can be all the difference in the world. I have the honor and the privilege of being hired by a client whose life was turned upside down and who's come to me to work on a Sunday to get them or their family the justice that they deserve. That's right. What That's a right. big responsibility, huh? Yeah, absolutely. The biggest. I mean, especially if it's a death case or a paralysis case or one of these big catastrophic injuries. Um, you are truly fighting for them and giving them an opportunity to move on or just survive. Yeah. I mean... Truly, there's been cases where if I don't win this case, this client's going to die because he's not going to get the right treatment. Yeah. And then to get the phone call from the mother six, seven years later, Max is doing great. That's that's all the things you really need. What's next for you, Alan, in the firm? Well, you know, you're either growing or you're dying. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to get better. I think in the direct future, we really want to continue to focus on our, on, on our culture. And so we're trying to build this core team and it's, it's a, it's a battle, right? And so it's, a, it's, we're trying to find the right people to hire and it is so hard right now. So we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to improve and we're going to take one day at a time. But in the long term, you know, the goal is to be, the go-to catastrophic injury law firm in Ohio. And, you know, we're, gonna, we're not going to stop until we're there. Well, you're getting there, man. I mean, if not already, I, I know that uh, many in the community have raved about the results about your firm. So, you know, at our firm, I built out a join us page. Check it out on the website, you know, judgeshowinjurylaw.com, specifically to begin to be able to attract top talent. And... In there, we talk about our core values and our culture, and we show pictures. And I don't know how many personal injury law firms out there that have a page 
forget dedicated to the about us and the cases and the case results and testimonials. Join us. And it's all about it because I recognize that in order to continue to serve more the great people of New Jersey, I need to have great people to deliver that. Right. That's a great idea. I'll check it out. I might, I might even just copy it. I, Alan, I'm telling you, R&D, rip off and duplicate. That's that, right. That's what you have to do. Anytime. Listen, Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Are you ready to take the next step to creating an unforgettable brand? Subscribe to The Judge Shaw Way in your favorite podcast app and join the conversation on social media at Judge Shaw Injury Law. Have topic suggestions or questions? Email us at podcast at judshawinjurylaw.com and be sure to include an address where we can send you some cool swag. Attorney advertising materials. This podcast is designed for general information purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be taken as legal advice for an individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create and viewing does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No aspect of this advertisement has been approved by the Supreme Court. Any results set forth herein are based upon the facts of that particular case and do not represent a promise or guarantee. Those with legal questions should seek the advice of an attorney.